Hello, and welcome to another edition of Brothers Beer and Banter. As always, I am your host, Tony, and to my right is Mike, and across from me is Adam. We are going to get right into the topic of the boys. Current episode, what did you guys think? Best one of the season. So far. Well, I mean, there's one left. They've got to like keep getting better, but I'm just I'm going to keep saying it's the best one of the season until it's, the whole show's over. You really think it was better than Herogasm? There was way less dicks, way more plot, and four more saggy boobs. I, yeah, the cleaning ladies, I guess, but... Hysterical. Hysterical, yeah. Can't fire him. Can uh, I don't know. I, I went Herogasm after this, or over this one. I thought that it was a better episode overall. I think that there was more to keep you yeah, entertained... Some of the some of the backstory with Soldier Boy is somewhat unnecessary, in my opinion. I would agree completely, uh, absolutely completely on that. But I do think that as it's all leading up, building up to you know him and Homelander, I guess joining forces as father and son. Yeah, I know? feel like that, you could have kind of seen that coming, right? That 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 scene at the end, I think, was was fantastic, and putting all that together and having that. But I think. Like you said, if you didn't see some of that coming, like, well, are you watching the show? <laughs> you know, like, no, but it, but I think this episode did structure the finale in a way where you can kind of you can kind of see sides taking shape. Who's going to be on on what side of Homelander and Soldier Boy versus? So, so do you think that those are two different sides, or do you think that that becomes one side? I think they become one side. I think because that, that's my son. Oh yeah, and I think that obviously we've seen Homelander go after you know his his son multiple times to go to lengths to you know protect and try to you know get all the superpowers. So he has his own little like cute sidekick. Now he gets to be the cute sidekick. And the only reason that Soldier Boy was going after Homelander to begin with was because Butcher conned him into it. You don't think it had anything to do with the this guy's trying to take my mantle? Who the fuck does this guy think he is? No. I think Soldier Boy is way too fucked up okay. to care about that right now. Could I be. really do. So also they uh, we talked about it last episode, but the uh, the stuff with um, A Train. He survives. Okay, how fucked up is that? That was fantastic. That I, was fantastic. I will admit I was wrong on the last episode. I believe I said that he, he was dead and that was going to be the end of his uh, story. And then I was pleasantly surprised in a very diabolical way. Holy shit. He lived. Yeah. <laughs> he lived. And took and Blue they, Hawk's heart. They put the racist Blue Hawk heart in him so that he could live and run. <laughs> The so, guy that paralyzed, crippled his brother, now his heart is inside of him. <laughs> right. <laughs> you gotta give it to the writers for just deciding to just go for broke on how fucked up can they make that storyline go. Fantastic. So, here's my question, though, is, and I understand that the heart is simply just an organ, but is that going to be a situation to where having that heart is now going to affect how A-Train looks at everything? Is he going to start having some of this, like, racist, you know... Let's be honest here. I mean, he's a black guy with a racist white guy's heart, and if he starts to pick up on the racism piece of it, which is terrible, this is the only show that could pull off that kind of weird twist. I think it'd be a hell of a twist. I don't think you're going to see it in the finale, because he's already fighting. He's He was already telling her, hey, this is fucked up, no, blah, blah, blah. I don't think they get to that deep into A-Train on the finale. It, it's his way to go against Vought and Homelander. It's a way to put him on the, the other side of Soldier Boy, Vaughn, mm-hmm. and Homelander. Because now he has so much anger and animosity that they did that to him. Yeah, and that's what I hope. I hope that, you know, he just comes back with a vengeance 
as opposed to some weird superhero-y crap, you know, to where they try to blend the two characters together in one just because he has a heart. Yeah, I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll go that way. I think it'll just fuel his hatred towards Homelander and Vought. And so, do you think it's a situation company. where you know, like he, uh, you know, I don't know, runs up to Homelander and like rips out his Adam's apple or something, you know, all like Roadhouse style? But isn't? But Homelander is just as fast as he is, isn't he? Like I don't. Isn't, yeah, and then you got to remember the relation, the the interaction in Herogasm that he had with Huey, where he genuinely apologized and felt uh, shitty about, and felt bad. Yeah, like he he actually had some remorse for the first time in the entire show. <laughs> like he he definitely went like way the other way. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. And that's a solid. Yeah. I can't imagine that they don't explore A Train taking over some of his personality traits. Like it why do that if you're not gonna if you're not gonna play with that idea? Because it's horrifically wrong. Yeah, it's way wrong. <laughs> it's like a way, violation way of wrong your moral I mean, don't get me wrong, we've seen threesomes gone bad now with Octopus and the Deep. That was that was sad. That was sad. Well, and then look at her story. How she's now exiting herself from the deep. So I think that definitely proves, though, that she's not his handler, that she was in it for her own notoriety or her own fame or to sponge off of the deep. You know, no pun intended there. For for sure, that's what she was doing. But at the same time, he is a a moron. Like Like, he would not have been able to pull that off had it not been for her, in my opinion. Yes, she didn't want to, you know... I don't know how to. I don't even know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know the words f- you're looking for there. I That's... don't know how to phrase that with the octopus, but uh, I, yeah, that was a that was a uh, final straw for her. But yeah, like, what? Where would he be had it not been for her? Like, would he have gotten back in with Homelander? Would he have been part of the Seven if it had it not been for her? Absolutely not. He's way too stupid. Right. Way so too stupid. So at this point, he no longer has her writing the cue cards, doing all that, how long before he says something stupid, gets into it with social media, or and then ends up pissing off Homelander. And then he just rips him in half. Okay, so as much as I like to talk about the deep and, you know, his fixation with octopus <laughs> and bestiality, but I don't know if it's really bestiality in his situation. Anyway, we'll ponder that at another date. Speaking of social media and Homelander, that was pretty uh, pretty swift of Starlight to have that you know live stream going to her 190 million followers and watch Homelander just freak the fuck out. Yes, but at the same time, the rally that he had, and then you know MM's daughter's stepfather, you know, buying wholeheartedly into it. Like, he's a oh, dick. He's a dick. He deserved to get hit, but that is very real life like we talked about last week, like how much you're tying this in. You're taking those ridiculous scenes, but also melding them into things that are real-world problems. The people that are so influenced by media and that, like, they'll believe anything that's put in front of them. That, to me, is scary. (laughs) Well, it's crazy. I can't imagine how many times I hear from people that, that I know daily, hey, did you hear about whatever happened? Oh, I saw it on Facebook. Did you hear about that? I don't know about you guys. I don't really use Facebook as my news source. But that's what they're touching into, you know, here on The Boys, about how the social media is absolutely so powerful. And you're able to just, once again, like we talked about last week, control the narrative. And it's just getting that many more layers are throwing into it now. And now they're throwing the political side of the rallies and everything else into it. It's just bravo writing. The fact that MM didn't punch him out much, much sooner (laughs) in that conversation shows the restraint that he has because... He literally is working with Starlight. <laughs> He's literally been attacked by Homelander multiple times. 
knows exactly what's going on and didn't didn't just crush his windpipe. <laughs> That'd have been great. But yes, I mean as, I, as much as the social media stuff works for him, it also works against him. And you talk about some of the stuff where people say the wrong thing or do the wrong things and then they become quote unquote canceled and somehow or another these are you talking about homelander just like working against just in real life like you know how you can take things a certain way and that's probably like one of my bigger issues with the last episode was and he even says it at the end you know he's like oh good good job running lines and then you can just you know write it off as you know some bs rhetoric that you know they were going back and forth on between each other we were doing a skit (laughs) <laughs> right, so now you have this unwinnable war on social media about, you know, Starlight's followers going live and then, you know, all the uh, extreme, you know, Homelander supporters on the other side. It, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't really move the story forward because I feel like she's already, like, she did that move already. Oh, I'm live at Herogasm. And, like, I, she kind of did that already. So I was kind of disappointed that that's how she got out of this jam where she goes in. Oh, by the way, I got a big issue when she's standing in front of a whole cooler of V. Mm-hmm. It takes one fucking it vial. It takes one vial. What is wrong? Like, oh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go get this, and I'm going to risk my life, and I'm going to you know, take all these chances, and I literally have all the compound V. I can literally take any amount that I want, and she takes one vial. And well, then there's all the, all the temp V right there, too. And all she does at that point is, to, let's go take a look at a notepad real quick and see what's going on there. There's some great information there. But once again, get your shit together, Starlight. Seriously, think right. about it. Well, not only that, but why not take those pages off the notepad? If you're making all this shit public about how bad Vaught is and you're not right. documenting what's in that cooler, what's on that pad of paper, all this stuff that is obviously not FDA approved, you know, super, super experimental with all the notes saying that you take 35 doses of this and it will kill you. The first dose is making your brain Swiss cheese. And you don't document any of that That's as I you're trying. Like that was kind of weak, weak writing. Yeah. yeah, they could have done like way better with that. But I will say they did kind of preface that before whenever Huey, you know, told Butcher, hey, your brain's leaking out. Yeah, it's true. I give him that. I just, that whole situation where she's in Vaught and she's in a very precarious situation. I mean, has this opportunity she wastes and then she uses the whole social media live. Maybe you know, the. To in- get, her out, get, get her out of it again? That was, I thought that was kind of. Maybe the intention in front of the cooler was the thought of maybe if I only take one, they won't notice. Because, you know, she did eyeball the, the camera out to make sure, you know, that she was able to sneak through there. Obviously, Homelander sniffed her out for however he did that. It gets all the superpowers so who knows but i think maybe that was the mentality of maybe i can get through here and they won't miss one vial yeah you might be right i just think it was i also i mean it could be also that she didn't want to go there to get that to begin with like she She was getting she was getting it for kamiko and you start getting more than that well you can't really call huey a hypocrite anymore and you can't be mad at him because now you're taking you're taking additional stuff at you know where it's not needed and like yeah but you could take a vial to the fda or some like you know oh for exposing yeah Yeah. that like i said that i think is stupid the fact that the the notepad just still is sitting on the desk like all the all the information you need to get to huey to be like hey this is going to kill you yeah let me call butcher and see if he'll be the good guy this one time and tell huey instead of using him like he has for the entire run of the show butcher didn't give a fuck no butcher is he will 
he's going to kill himself with this stuff just because I think that his motive of killing out all soup is so just overwhelming. Yeah, it's like, just overwhelming that's, him. That's his that's his identity. Like I'm there is nothing else that matters. Not even the kid, you know, Homelander's kid who was his ex-wife's kid. That means nothing to him anymore. It's singular focus. Once he took that first, you know, dose of that stuff, that was his line. Like, it's it's already crossed. There are no lines anymore. But I think that part of the um, lesson in this, especially with Kamiko, in her storyline was, it wasn't the V that made me this way. I was already like this. It just made it worse. So it just amplified by, who right. I was. So yeah. by that same logic then, even before Butcher took the Temp V, he was always an asshole. He only cared about himself, and he only cared about his vengeance well, they, at anybody's cost. They went through that with M.M. They said, hey, yeah. there's a reason you're here. It's not because you couldn't be the leader. It's not because you couldn't be me. I have to make those fucked up hard decisions. You have to hold the team together. You're the heart of the team. I'm the asshole of the team. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, so, but there's a difference between protecting a member of that team and purposefully putting them, continuing to put them in harm's way when you know better. That's not a tough decision. That's you being a selfish prick who's completely engrossed in your pursuit of whatever is motivating you to do that. Maybe, but I think that he finds an ally within Huey. Like Huey's, Hue, like he told Huey from the get-go, like he didn't want him to take that. Like he specifically said, don't take this. And got pissed when he took it the first time. Right, but now that he's taking it, he's got now, a, now he knows that he can use Huey against Huey's best interest. That's that's the line that he's crossed now that doesn't take him from just being a jerk that makes difficult decisions. It pushes him into the you're purposefully doing this now, even though you know better, to hurt someone on your own team. Yeah, but how yeah. many how many movies and that have you seen of like you know, army movies or whatever where, you know, they do whatever it takes to complete the mission. To me, it just seems... But not to each other. Sometimes? No. You know, it... Name one. Where's one... Name one movie where there's a soldier that voluntarily gives up someone else as... Not not them choosing on their own, but, but me saying, hey, Adam, go over there. I'm not going to tell you really what my motives are so that you can take one for the team unknowing. That doesn't happen. People Why's don't it gotta do be that. Because you're over here on my right. That's bullshit. Um, specifically like that? No, but just off the top of my head, you ever seen Last Castle with Robert Redford? No. Really? No. Uh, no. You're 0 for 2. Well, fuck me. That's not going to make any sense to you guys. I'm so... Uh, and that uh, reference is dead. Let's yeah. move on. All right. <laughs> moving on to a different uh, point. Let's... Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was really, truly disappointed, though. Like, from an emotional trigger, like him... Literally turning to Huey and not doing the right thing, I was. Yeah, I felt like that was bullshit too. So I, I'm not saying it wasn't disappointing because you see him winding up like he's going to do the right thing. Like he, he's like, you know, I had all these visions about my brother and this and that. You know, I don't want to make the same mistake again. And he's winding up. I gotta tell you something. Let's go kill these motherfuckers. (laughs) So. If I'm going, you know, and part of that is I think he sees it as not as selfish because he knows he's already sacrificing himself. So it. I think he honestly feels like he's, you know, using Huey for the greater good. Right. You know, he's sacrificing both of them for the greater good. Right. So he's doing what it takes to complete the mission. All right. So hear me out. What if that one single vial of permanent V is actually not given to Kamiko? She actually gives it to Huey. To save him, he heals his brain, no more, you know, mush brain, none of that stuff. 
Except she already gave it to Kamiko when she took it. She yeah, remember all back. her cuts on her face all get uh, healed up? Yep, was, turns out pro- I did not pick up probably in the last that. eight minutes of the episode. That's <laughs> 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 in that, that last eight minutes. The last eight minutes in the car. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I did not watch it on a on a big screen TV. I didn't watch no, it with surround that's, sound. That's what happens at the end. Yeah, it's one of the, yeah. the that Frenchie blue, that blue vial that's blue on a TV or a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah, Fren- Frenchie <laughs> gives okay, it Okay, full disclosure. Full disclosure. Here's what I haven't told you guys. Um, so, it was a really good episode. I think the last eight minutes were also really good and also really important. Um, Possibly. I may not have gotten through those entire eight minutes, but I bullshitted my way to this point to exposure. So, I'm going to take an extra credit point there. You did a good job, though. Yeah. I feel really good. But, to your point, though, that's when she's standing in front of that cooler full of V. She, she, could have, taken three. she could have taken three. She could have did it here. This if this is what you guys really want. This is the safer stuff. Not only, but okay, so then can we stop being pissed off at Butcher and be pissed off at Starlight? I'm pissed off at both of them. I, yeah, I don't think one negates the other. Yeah, you could you could be pissed off at two people. I mean, you were pissed last week that you didn't see her naked. So I mean, yeah. that, technically, that's her fault for. Camera, oh, Butcher's camera my angles. new hero. Fuck Starlight. Right. No, no I better. could even do that. Butcher no. knew better though. Cause it's such a fucked up thing. Like he. Yeah, he one hundred percent didn't didn't do the right thing. He is given opportunity after opportunity to do the right thing, and he, he just waves goodbye to them motherfuckers. And and that's how I used to see him as like, well, this is the guy that has to make tough decisions. He's he's the easy guy to hate, but in reality, he is he's, he's keeping doing things what, going. He's doing what's right for the team, right? And now he's not. Now he's not. That that was the turning point for me, and. To me, that opens up him being a completely untrustworthy person going forward at all costs. I I think that happened a few episodes back when he drugged M.M. and they tackled, what was her, Crimson... The Crimson Countess. Crimson Countess. Why she was doing her OnlyFans. Right. It wasn't OnlyFans, it was something else as a knockoff. Because, you know... But supposedly he did that to keep M.M. safe. But did he? I don't know. What was his motivation then? Because he knew M.M. would try and stop him. So you take out the obstacle... Because you know True. M.M. is not going to agree with what the fuck you're doing. He already doesn't agree with Huey taking this stuff. He definitely doesn't agree with Butcher doing it. They go in there, and he knows that he's just serving Crimson Countess up to, you know, Soldier Boy. Meanwhile, M.M. wants to hunt down and kill Soldier Boy. Like, they right. thought they were using Crimson Countess as bait, yeah. whereas they were, but to get Soldier Boy on their side. For different reasons. Right, right, right. right. So he betrayed M.M. in a big bad way. In that episode, severing that team into super splintered that team. Definitely fragmented at that point. I watched that entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> Watch that one all the way to the end, didn't All we? the way to the credits. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I mean, he is consistent, I guess. You know, he's consistently doing what's best for his mission. So then who, so if, if he's the character you like to hate, and now you just can't can't buy into him like who do you gravitate towards no you're out of your mind if you think that he doesn't get some kind of redemption in this last episode you're out of your mind if you don't think that they find a way to spend i just mean like here in here in this moment knowing that he's royally a piece of shit and he will sacrifice his own people to 
accomplish whatever fucked up agenda he's got. Now, who do you think is going to pick that up? Who's going to do the right thing for the team? Do you go to Huey? Do you go to MM? Does you know I mean, Black Noir come in? And no, you... Black Noir is on more edibles than I've ever been on. <laughs> okay, okay. Did anyone else? And I watched this portion. Did anyone else get like Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of vibes out of that? Oh yeah. Not only Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but I don't know if you guys ever watched. It was a show on uh, Netflix no. called Happy. It had, yes. the, it had the guy yes. from Law and Order SVU, and he had a the unicorn. talking purple unicorn <laughs> yep. voiced by Patton Oswalt. <laughs> that was that a good was show, awesome. too. That's what it really reminded me of, is cartoon characters talking to him, or even like those trip-out moments from like Deadpool, where he's got like the unicorn and stuff talking, or you know, dancing around his head after he gets stabbed. So. But that's where you're going to get him going to battle with Homelander and Soldier Boy if they come together. Because they told him Noir? And, and they had yeah, and they had his he bashed his brains out. That's why he's Looney Tunes literally. And uh, they that you know Bucky Badger, I think his name in, you know keeps telling him like, okay, you got to stand up for yourself this time. You gotta. How crazy was that when he was reaching for a portion of his brain? Yeah, that that's the other part of that. It's like, what is Noir's superpower that he can have a chunk of his brain laying on the cement and kind of come through that? So I'm taking that was not disclosed in the last eight minutes. That was not. Okay, I was curious. Yeah, I still want to ask any more dumb questions. Because, like, his... That's why he can't talk and his, all that now. But could he talk prior to that? Like, was he... I want to say he could because I thought he was in the flashback parts of Soldier Boy's story. He was. He, he was, but did he talk or was he yeah, just there? I thought so. He spoke and then the little black lamb... Yeah, he did. Yeah, because yeah, he, he, was, spoke. he was like, oh, this helmet's too hot. That's yeah, right. and okay. that's how he got da- that's how he got injured there the okay. first time. But then is he missing a chunk of his brain, or did he put it back and it healed up, but without the ability to speak? I, I mean, that has. I think he lost the ability to speak, and that's part of his psychosis, I guess. Is he just had some brain damage? Okay. I can think of a hundred people that I would love to lose the ability to speak. Yes. Hopefully, it's not one of the two of us because we have much more talking to do. Awkward. Yeah. Awkward. I don't know. Like, they, you threw Noir in as this, you know, red herring as he was the the guy that betrayed Soldier Boy. But it was kind of like Snake Eyes and G.I. Joe. Like, you have no idea who the fuck this guy is. <laughs> right. Like, right. You're, not, you're not really giving this guy a backstory or anything. Like, well, I, I still don't give a fuck about this guy. Like, I, I, I have, don't either. I, I have zero interest in Black Noir. Like, I couldn't give a fuck less about him. And this whole cartoon thing. I care more about Bucky Beaver. It, it was just, a, it seemed like wasted time to me. Like I, th- I, I thought it was a creative way to give you the backstory. Instead of doing a flashback or a montage, I thought it was a creative way to tell his origin, at least as it stands right now, without doing the hokey stuff that's already been done before. I guess, but I mean, you're essentially doing it. You're just doing it in cartoon version, creative or not. You're still telling a backstory like it. Honestly, I would have loved to see like an actual brain on the cement instead of putting cartoon. <laughs> that's what I like about this show is the brutality of it. The guy that had a shield put through his face in this. The guy that you know, the mind guy, the the guy that he was messing with at the brainstorm. End of the, yeah, brainstorm. He had a shield going through his face by the end of that. Like he. Did you like how they had built-in gauze already there, though, with the sheet over his head? That was kind of nice. Kind of contained the mess a little bit. And I'm with you. I appreciate the brutality. I really, really enjoy how they are willing to just go for it when it comes to brutality. I disagree with you whenever it comes to the animation. I thought that the animation being kind of cute and then having the brains leaking out and him reaching for it was far more impactful than it had it been 
your typical brain scene. Or yeah. or is it one of those things where it's it's purposely done as a cartoon because it's trying to take you to a child's mind or how maybe that's part of the damage from whenever he lost right, that portion of his I brain. Mean, yeah. That's how he like interprets the world or, or you know, rationalizes his thoughts because he's basically has a child's mind because he got his brain brain damage, yeah. Right. He's got and, so you know and then you're supposed to like kind of live in that world with him and understand that this animated talking beaver is trying to commit him to taking action against the guy that made him an idiot, you know? Yeah, but now there's two of them guys that ain't going to help him. (laughs) Especially since we don't know what he can do. You know, you already got your brains kicked in once by this guy. Now he's nuclear, and you think that you're going to be the guy that takes him down because a cartoon beaver did it. No, but it pushes you towards, it pushes you away from Homelander, and even Homelander was, you know, to the effect of, where's my guy? Like, this is my dude. Like, Mm -hmm. where is he? He's never left me before. Like, what's going on? To the point where he goes and has this, you know, experience with his cartoon you know, friends. Now he's gonna, you know, look for a way to join the other side, whether that's through A Train and then through Huey, or if you know he just joined Starlight, or he is the key to get Mav out of you know prison because he probably knows what's going on with her. Maeve. Maeve. It's Mauve. not Mav. She's a color. <laughs> She's my favorite color. I want to touch on her for a second, and then I want to go to something <laughs> Me else. Me too. <laughs> How fucked up is She'll that? Swing from your side of the. It's true. How crazy is it Homeland's going to use her basically just to farm her eggs to create a super baby? And the complete mindfuck for her. I've never, oh, you were in concealer? Yeah, because I got my ass kicked. Yeah. Like, that is, like, I had to that, run away. the total mindfuck of, I will never let you put anything in me, and have him turn around and be like, I don't need to. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take what I need out of you. <laughs> it's not gonna make a bit of difference, whatever the fuck you say. But then for her to turn around and say, "This is in my top three days. It's the day that I got to see you scared." Yeah, that's big dick energy. It really it, is. It's big yeah. dick energy. But he shut that down real quick after he said, "I'm gonna harvest your eggs." <laughs> I don't think so. I still think she was like. Oh, I think she's in his head, and I think yeah. as weak as he is mentally. Oh yeah, that shit's gonna come back. I so, I think at the beginning of that scene, I think a hundred percent you guys are like way right. Like that's that that's how that scene was supposed to play out. I think it's another one of those. You think you know how this scene is gonna play out? She's in his head. Blah blah blah. Um, I'm gonna take whatever I need from you. You are just a you're an organ donor right now like that's the only reason you're still alive and for her to have to sit and stew in that in a cell like that i am gonna be contributing to the next fucking homelander so let me throw this one at you now since now homelander knows that soldier boy is his dad who is more powerful than Maeve. why wouldn't they just take homelander and soldier boy's dna and make their own super baby and they don't need Maeve for anything um, you have not, not been in a science club since some time. I don't think two dudes can make a baby, bud. Dude, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> did get pregnant once. Do I have to rewind us back into this is fictional characters? Oh, fictional, this is not real. Fictional characters that still take place on Earth. Like it, you know, you don't, you don't. He negate. shoots laser beams out of his eyes. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean he's shooting out super babies. Yeah. They make Compound V that turns people into superheroes. You don't think they could take two people's DNA? Splice it together and then inject it in, into Maeve? In, or if yeah. you say, Mauve, well, you Mauve. still, you or still in just need. any egg. You still need. You could no. You still need an egg. 
So you take the best parts of Soldier Boy's DNA. Sure. You take so we're separating best... sperm, just so that we're aware. We're putting sperm no, in a little DNA. dish, and we're okay. We're splicing, and then you take the we're best parts it like in Jurassic Park. We're putting Boys. the tree frog yes. DNA and putting it right. With the okay, so DNA. so as and opposed then you to inject actually it into any female egg, it doesn't matter. So as a but here's the but thing though: why wouldn't you put it into Maeve? Like, if that's an option, why not put it into one that you already know has superpowers to make that the super super baby? I'm like, just saying you don't need super squared. Her. Yeah, super squared. Because both of those Scooby together Steve. are still more powerful <laughs> than Maeve. So let's do simple fraction. So if I got two powerful people and I make them into one person, sure, you still that's have just two people contributing. You still so have I to put those two into an egg because that's how you know science works. You still have to have that female in a part non-fictional of, world. Yes, in a non-fictional world, you still have to have that female part of that equation. So if you're going to pick one. Why would it not be one that's been in the seven since the conception of the seven? Because you don't want her because she's against you. She's, she's, against, she's against you, but her genetics are still... Like, you don't have to have the baby in her. You just have to take her eggs, okay. which is what they're talking about. But if about. you can accomplish the same thing without her, I go in there, boop, there. Adversary taken care of. Done. I don't think babies are made with a boop. I meant, like, Homelander can just go in there and kill boop. Maeve. And okay. still have the same outcome of Soldier Boy and his DNA going into some random egg well, somewhere. It's just like to incubate the DNA and make a baby. But you don't you want to hang on to the whole pregnancy crap. I guess it is somewhat possible because dogs, whenever dogs are in pregnancy, you know, go into heat and they mate with multiple male dogs. The DNA and the, you could have several puppies for technically several different fathers. I don't know if you could have two fathers for one baby. I feel like it's the only father at the table. Maybe I should be the resident expert, but I'm not. So your Jurassic Park analogy, that's a perfect analogy. Sure, it is. So they take the best parts of all these dinosaurs. Be a You're insinuating then that one of those badass dinosaurs had to be a female. They don't. All of them were female, if you remember Jurassic Park. Ooh, Until score one for Tony. Yeah, buddy. Everybody gets that fucking reference, don't we? <laughs> okay. It wasn't in the last eight minutes. So... The, let's go, okay, we'll go to you. Now take it back to the very first dinosaur that they made. What egg did they put it in? Not a fucking dinosaur egg, did they? Oh, no. <laughs> no, right? I'm yeah, let's saying. take it back. Take it all the way back to that very first dinosaur where they put all the DNA in the dino I'm DNA just saying, in there. It's been a minute since I've seen the first one. I'd have to go rewatch to explain. You don't have like, to. to explain the science to. to you because apparently you There's don't no understand. There's no science. It's a fictional <laughs> movie. All I'm, right. I'm just saying, if you had the option to not, so you got two super people, why would you not take the opportunity to add a third super person? Because you dilute into, it with a weaker third. Do you? Yes. Okay. All right. I don't. I don't so, understand. All right. This is. Uh, if you can. If you're about to go fist to cuffs here. If you can separate the sperm, you've got that kind of. No, technology. we're not talking about sperm. You. How to talking fuck? about DNA? Okay, so so you can separate the super part of the DNA. Just, from, like, just from, like in Jurassic Park. From yep. Soldier Boy. And you Rawr. can separate the super part from Homelander. The best parts. The, the best parts of those. The narcissism, why, the insecurities, why, all those things. Why would you not be able to separate the super part from Maeve? Because you wouldn't need to. Again, I think okay. you're missing like a key biology class. <laughs> you really do need that female part. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't have children. and uh, I mean, I know you don't either. But I'm pretty sure that's a key building block. I do have one, but he is not a soup. Confirmed. Yeah. Yet. 
Moving on from Super Babies, we are going to get into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which Adam has still not watched. So Jesus. Yeah, it, it is what it is. So, so I feel like I should defend myself. I can't, but I feel like I should. All right. So, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I've seen it. You've seen I've it. I've seen it. All right. I can spell it. So go, go ahead and spell it. D O C T O R S T R A N G E, and then I don't remember the rest of the titles. So I can't spell it. And the multiverse of madness. Yeah, fuck, that's too long. We don't have that. <laughs> time. You're both. It's an hour long podcast. It's in the multiverse. In the I, multiverse. I, I apologize. In oh, the man. multiverse. That's why I was trying to get you to the A N D, so I could say no. It's <laughs> in. It's I N. Story of my life. I'm always getting set up for failure. Yeah. Well, you said you can poke at you for not watching it. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna take it. It's fine. It is what it is. I, you know, I own four TVs. None of them were turned on all weekend. We were real busy. I was drinking. That's okay. It happens. You know, that's that's weird that that you're defending that you didn't turn on your TV all weekend. <laughs> that that should be something to be you know strive towards. <laughs> yeah, should be proud of that actually. Yeah. <laughs> right. Except for the purpose of this podcast, you yeah. should be really proud of that. Yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're the dickheads for watching TV all weekend. <laughs> You know, yeah, you are. Um, but it's, I will Speaking tell you, as somebody I who... I watched uh, Stranger Things, too. Anyways, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. What did you think, sir? I thought it was okay. Okay. Just uh, okay. Riveting. A little mediocre. I did not find the Scarlet Witch to be a worthwhile villain. I hate a all-powerful, the only thing that stops the villain is the villain storyline. I don't like a no-win, she can take on everybody, anything she comes at, she can defeat, you know, she takes on the, the Illuminati in like 10 fucking seconds and and it's over. You have the world super is super-powered people and they're taken down and, you know, snap of her fingers. Like, that is boring to me. And I think you already knew what that was going to look like after the TV series on Disney Plus. So I wasn't impressed at all, I guess. I, I didn't I, I thought it was kind of hokey that she has to come to this own realization that she's in the wrong after after everybody everything. told her the entire show or the entire movie that and the, the series. Right. Like it like I said, I didn't think she was a worthwhile villain. I found, like, if you edit out all the scenes with her and just made that movie, then I'd be fine with it. I did like some of the stuff where she killed the Illuminati, like when she Black Bolt blew his brains out the back of his helmet. That The first time I saw that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and the fact that you had an, the Illuminati in a movie, you know, you brought back, you know, Charles Xavier, you put him in the actual X-Men chair, it played the 97... X-Men cartoon theme while you brought them out. That, for me, made the movie worthwhile. Yeah, and I do like how they explore the different verses, and they basically open that up to uh, kind of a conversation we were having about you know how the X-Men were going to get pulled into this new Disney Marvel universe, and now you can do literally any actor actress and have a what I think is like a hokey way of explaining why. So is that what this movie different? was? I mean, I, clearly I haven't seen it. So was this literally a stepping stone movie? So like all they were doing was just setting up the future of Marvel. I think with it's this? one of the steps too. Yeah, more or less. I, I mean, you you definitely set up the Fantastic Four, which hadn't been in the MCU up until this point. You set up the X Men, you know, which also hadn't been in the MCU up until this point. You also made the cartoons on Disney Plus canon 
because they did the what if show which made Captain America Peggy Carter and she's Captain Carter so and she's one of the Illuminati not Captain America so you made you made those kind of things canon and all tied into it so it's you're building a universe that's not limited to just the movies you have now you have TV shows that you've incorporated into it you've got the Netflix shows that you've incorporated into it and now you've got cartoons that you're that you're incorporating into it that's a lot but it it did like it pulled off pulling all those things together i think it just gives them a carte blanche excuse to change characters at any moment at a whim whatever contracts expire kinda like, yeah kind of like they do in comics like right. comic books like themselves that's... you know and that's the whole idea behind it it just begs some questions around who's going to be who and actors and actresses pass away you can easily replace them and just say oh it's from Universe 684. But is that such a bad idea? I mean, they did explore that a little bit within the Spider-Man one where they made Jake Gyllenhaal. They're like, oh, I'm from the multiverse, you know, even though he was just not. But like he said, he was from another universe and coming to defend, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, you already started toying with that a little bit. But like I said, is that such a bad thing? Like, you have... not, but it hurts. I think it hurts your ability to know... Just like in the comics, what's going on? And and I'll use a perfect example. We went to the comic book store this last weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at different books to see, like, which book I want to pick up. And there's some, like, old classic stuff that I'm like, oh, Wolverine. No idea who this Wolverine is. No idea what their story is because the Wolverine that I grew up reading died. Yeah, he was it's, killed. Not, it's not Logan anymore. It's right. It's somebody else. Logan's kid. So then or... how many times has that happened to the point where... I don't. I wouldn't even be able to recognize that character, and I know I'm dating myself. But now throw that into the movies, or into the TV series, or into this cartoon, and now someone who's just starting to experience this for the first time is lost. And they like, you've had the advantage of going with with the story as it's being developed, as these things are coming out. Play it out five, six years from now, and Adam's, you know, baby. His child is watching a Marvel movie for the first time. I know that's not realistic, but... And then understanding that, oh, this this was actually this character from, you know, Infinity. But now it's different because the What If cartoon changed it to Piggy Carter, and then Piggy Carter went into this movie with Doctor, and now it's this thing five more years down the road. I, I You know what I mean? Like, that can get, that can get confusing pretty quickly if confused. you're new to the content. It can get confusing, but it, it can also give you... A starting out point so you don't have to watch 22 movies you can watch from here on and you've already got a new set of characters like you don't have to know you know you don't have to know that steve rogers was captain america you know peggy carter is captain carter whatever like you can move forward with that character and not have to go back and watch 22 movies so i spent all of that time in preparation for this podcast watching every movie in the marvel timeline order and not get into Doctor Strange for nothing? You did not watch Doctor Strange, so you did nothing for nothing. He got you. Damn it. I really (laughs) thought that I had something going there for a second. But you know what I have? So, And this is where, to where the two of you guys, it's fascinating for me to be on this side and to kind of be the resonant idiot, right? So, Tony, obviously you know more about Marvel than anyone I've ever spoken to. And I have watched all of them all the way up through, you know, Infinity War and Endgame. You know, in the Marvel timeline, I've watched WandaVision, I've watched, you know, Hawkeye, all of that stuff. I 
as we pointed out, did not watch the new Doctor Strange. But, no, but I mean, like, there's... It sounds there... to me like you guys are talking about how that everything in this movie now has forced almost like a watered-down effect so that it becomes more palatable for people to jump in now as opposed to growing up with it. Am I right? I don't want to say watered down. I think it just gives you more or less a different jumping off point if that's what... Like, you can always go back and watch all the movies and it's still going to make sense. Like, you know... Everything that led up to this is still leading up to this. But you can also take this as a jumping off point. And, and again, we haven't seen anything that's come out after this. So I don't know what Marvel's planning. I don't know if they're making these characters the characters because this took place in a different universe compared to what's going on with the first like 25 movies. So they jump around within the multiverse to different dimensions and they encounter different people in those dimensions. So you have Patrick Stewart playing Professor X like he did in the X-Men movies, but that doesn't mean that within the, they call it the 616 or Earth 616, which is what we've been watching up until now, that doesn't mean that that's the Professor X in that universe. So does that mean if you're saying it's Earth 616, there are 615 other, other Earths? There are many, many more because I think they called the one that they were on 838. So there seems to be an infinite number of universes. My point is being proven right now. I know you guys cannot see Adam's face, but he yeah, is he's, already glossing over. Right. Like so, It feels very overwhelming for someone who's not as... That's my point. You know, so, into it. So overwhelming if you're looking at it like, I have to learn every universe... The fact is, those are very numbered universes. It's not like they explore Earth 1, Earth 2. You know, like, it's not like they do that. They assign random numbers to whatever universe they happen to be in at that point. It's not like you have to learn 838 universes. Why am I envisioning somebody, like, whipping out, like, a the universe, you know, naming it's pod, not... and they, like, click a button, and all of a sudden it's like, 600 and 412. <laughs> it's not yeah, like... It's not like you have an encyclopedia with all the different universes on it. Like, it's more or less the characters are same from universe to universe. It's just little differences here and there. But So the scene where they go in and they see the Illuminati, mm-hmm. do you feel... Not one of those characters was from Earth-616 or a version of 616. I don't know, let me finish my question. Sure. Do you feel that Dang. you would have had as much of an emotional response to that scene if you didn't watch... Anything that had them people in it beforehand. I'll let you know later. Yes and no, because, I mean, the only one that... You had no basis for it. If you're going to say yes and no, it really is a no. Well, like Captain Marvel, you never saw her in anything else. She's you so wouldn't high. even identify her as, as Captain America, Captain Marvel. Well, no, two different characters. The Captain, the Captain Marvel character, the, you know, that is definitely not Carol Danvers, you know. Right, the, yes. That's a completely different character. And so you wouldn't identify her as Captain Marvel. Peggy Carter, had you not watched the cartoon, you wouldn't have associated her as Captain Carter or Captain America or Captain Britain, whatever you want to call her. You wouldn't have associated her with that. Now, I think to your point, you know, you're you're really looking at Patrick Stewart. Would I have geeked out about that if it wasn't Patrick Stewart? Not, I would, well, like you said, Fantastic Four. Which, that... Peggy Carter, the... Um, who was the guy in the green? The Hulk uh, is green. Car- yeah. uh, 
Baron Mardo. Who is he? He was clearly no one. He was one. from the first Doctor Strange movie. He was the guy that kind of helped him train and all that. Okay. And there, there was another character on there that Black was Bolt. Black Bolt. Yeah, that Black, might be who I'm thinking of. Black Bolt actually did show like there was a whole Inhumans TV show that he was a part of, and they did like a like a TV movie or something like that. But right. So, so if you watch that scene for the first time without knowing any of that stuff in the past, you would have just been like, oh. It's the seven Illuminati people. Cool. And then half of them get killed right there. So how does their story continue where you're going to know anything about those people that is going to exist in the future of of the Marvel franchise that you're going to be able to say, oh, okay, that resonates a different way because of what happened in Doctor Strange. You're not. You're, You're resonating with that scene because of everything that's happened before it. Correct, but the fact that they did kill all those people in that that one particular universe means that that universe no longer plays or has any impact on what's going on within the six one six or you know the. So then, why that, mention it if it doesn't have any impact? Why mention it? Because you're you're jumping through a movie called the Multiverse of Madness. Like you, like these are very very fan. They're things thrown in for fans. Like there's no reason to bring in the Illuminati. Other than to show some fan service to the people, like it, it's to the fans that already know the story, correct. they already know where they all came from. So it hits you differently than someone that's going to watch that the first time and has no reference where any of that came from. But what I'm trying to say is, if you watched all those movies, so you watched 25 movies, so it's a no. None of the TV shows, none of the TV shows, none of those characters make any sense. So now, as once again, yeah, you're you're. Proving my point. Man, I'm going to just sound dumb here for a second. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, even if you watch those movies, those characters still don't make sense. I'm really confused. Sure. Of course Real confused. Because when you see them, you're like, oh, that's Peggy Carter from What If. Why is she, why is she, why is she rolling a shield and has a, a Captain Britain uniform on because you watched what if but if you didn't watch what if and you just watched the movies then you wouldn't know that right didn't watch what so if. adam right adam thinks that he's pretty caught up because he's watched all the movies but the fact that he ha- didn't watch the what if cartoon he has no idea why she's in that uniform why she's throwing around a shield right so you're you're proving the point i was trying to make so that that scene wouldn't mean anything if you didn't know the backstory to to where those people came from so what you're saying is you could pick up anywhere you could pick up anywhere in there and still have that same kind of experience is not true. You would just see that as oh that's Peggy Carter. But that's at not, that moment in your journey. But the fact that Reed Richard shows up out of nowhere, like he hasn't been in any of the movies, any of the cartoons, any of anything, and that was still a huge pop when I saw it in the theater. The fact that they introduced the Fantastic Four into that universe, mm-hmm. it's still a big moment. Just because he wasn't in any anything else doesn't make that less of an impactful moment. It does if you've never seen anything before. You'd just be like, oh, there's a new character. I wonder what he does. Oh, he's a stretchy bendy guy. Sweet. Right? Stretchy bendy guy. That's awesome. Honestly, in this movie, you'd have no idea that he was stretchy bendy guy. He hey, never dude. did any stretchy bendy stuff. He did. He got spaghettied, but that wasn't no. stretchy bendy. That was her making him spaghetti. Semantics. <laughs> Semantics, my friend. God, I love spaghetti. It's not semantics. <laughs> it's banter. We're keeping it on brand. Bendy, so, stretchy spaghetti man. All right. So I liked it. I didn't love it. I had my problems with it. 
Scarlet Witch was probably the biggest problem with that I had with it is you have another villain that cannot be beat on its own. It takes them coming to some kind of self-realization for them to sacrifice themselves and put themselves down. I don't like I don't like villains that don't have weaknesses. It's boring for me. Well, I will tell you one of her definitely not weaknesses. She's clearly the hottest Olsen sister. Yeah, for sure. I'd That's agree. literally I'd my agree. only contribution to this entire conversation. I'd agree with that. Outside, wow. I w- I would very much agree with that. Did no. I? That's the only contribution I had this whole conversation. No, the hottest whole. Oh, system. see, I took offense to something I should have been offended by. I was actually agreeing with you and uh, giving you kudos for adding something to the conversation. Oh, cut it out. <laughs> uh, that's more hacky bullshit. You got to cut that shit out. Oh, man, let's go back to dick jokes. All right. Wasn't there like a uh, like a Disney throwback there when uh, Doctor Strange was uh, battling with the music notes? Is that a little Disney throwback? Wait a second. Battled with music notes? Yeah. So he took the notes off the pages and basically made them weapons. He was fighting another Doctor Strange, so it was the whole scene was a little goofy. I feel like I missed a lot, but nothing. Oh, I feel like you missed the entire movie because you didn't watch it. But you know, there there we are. So I'm trying to remember what the uh, was it Fantasia. Maybe. I mean, I don't think the music was necessarily from Fantasia or anything like that, but notes coming off the page and stuff like that, it sounds like something out of Fantasia. I believe, I I don't know, yeah, and I don't know if that was done purposefully or not. I'm sure somebody out there can can correct me, but it very much looked like a throwback to like a classic like Disney cartoon or something like that. Anyway, if anybody out there knows and you want to... Throw Com- a comment in there. Comment on, on our Instagram media. page, uh, Tony Podcasting uh, on Instagram. Let us know if we're completely wrong about that. Since I didn't watch it, I'm completely wrong. Yeah. Well, you said she was the hottest Olsen sister. That wasn't wrong. So what was, what was the name of that Instagram page again? F.U. Tony Podcasting. All right. Cool story, bro. So. All right, everybody, that's about all we got for tonight. Thanks for joining us here on Brothers Beers and Banter.